Hello, hello, and welcome back to Is This Real Life with Lindsay. Today, I have such a fun guest, one of my queen friends, Tammy. She is an old coworker, but she's also just such a good friend. I wanted to have Tammy on my podcast because really anyone can learn something from Miss Tam Tam. I always would love talking to her at work because anytime we talked, I would always learn something new, whether it be about myself, boys, life, holistic, literally anything. She has a lot of wisdom to spread. So I just wanted to have her on and get some of her insight on some topics. So Tammy, go ahead. Hello, Liv. First of all, I wanted to say, oh my God, we missed you so much in the store. <laughs> it hasn't been the same for sure. Oh my gosh. I, you know, it's so funny because I haven't done like an explain or introduce yourself probably in since I've had an interview. So oh, yeah. It's, getting- it's like a two truths and a lie. Like that's yeah. it always feels like so unorganic, but. And it's a stumble through. And I mean, I actually kind of got a little like shuddered. I've been at 42 of like, oh, tell me who you are. I'm like, I mean, I don't even know who I am at this point at 42 <laughs> years old. Let's be honest. It's try. I mean, at this point, it's been trial and error. I I guess I kind of, I feel that way, but yeah. I guess in a nutshell, um, a Midwest girl from outside of Chicago, by about two and a half hours, three hours outside of Chicago. I did a fun little travel to Florida when I had met then at the time I was dating who ended up becoming my husband. Um, we were only dating six months, which I do not, please don't be dating somebody for six months and get engaged, you guys. <laughs> Please don't. Although it 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 turned out well because we 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 were married for eight almost eight or nine years before the divorce happened, so it went a little bit better than um, maybe a Kim Kardashian wedding. But you know, hey, (laughs) you know, so I you know I lived in South Florida for close to nine years, which was uh, definitely an amazing experience. And I did that in my early twenties, so twenty over twenty, a little bit over twenty years. Wait, why did you move to Florida? That, that's what six months of meeting somebody will do to you. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I had you met, yeah, I had met my ex um, at the time he was living in Illinois where I was at and he wanted to move to Florida. So I'm like, you know what? I'm 24, 23 at the time. I'm like, why not? You know, we yeah. make stupid at that time in our lives. And I remember my family was really open with it. My oldest sister really cried. Um, I don't think she thought I was going to come back or something. I, who knows? She really cried. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was it was a wonderful experience and glad that I did it at that time. So and then, I have a question about that, though. Do you think like, because I you always, I feel like nowadays, especially always hear like, oh, move out of your hometown, get out of there. But like, would you say yes? Or like, like what's your stance on like, fleeing your hometown for a little bit? I would say for me, I knew at 16 years old, I wasn't going to live in my hometown. I knew that. At first, I really wanted to move to Chicago. And let's be real, like Chicago is amazing, but nobody wants to live in Chicago. Chicago is really, it's a great (laughs) place. It really is. Yeah. Great to visit. I mean, and I have really great friends from college, you know, when I was 19 that lived and love it, you know? So I would say if it's really, you got to make that decision, that best wise decision for yourself. Yeah. I, at 23, I made the wisest decision that I could at 23. Um, but I, I'm glad I did it honestly. And I think 
if, a, if you feel like you want to move out of your hometown to experience something different, absolutely go for it. Yeah. Just be, you know, being, being careful of who you're moving with. I would never advocate for somebody to move someplace and then feel unsafe, you know, yeah. just like isolated, right. Crossing your T's and dotting your I's and being smart, you know, cause I've known people who've moved completely overseas at 20 something years old and have made a wonderful life, you know? Yeah. So I say, yeah, if you really want to move out and experience something new, I think it could bring a lot of um, experience, different type of experience um, to your life, really, yeah. honestly. That's awesome. Yeah, because I feel like I struggle with that sometimes because I'm like, okay, I have such a good community and like foundation here in Kansas City, but I would love to like experience and like live somewhere else for a little bit. But I'm also mm-hmm. like, I, the people is what are like keeping me here in Kansas city, because I just, you know, me, I love people. Mm -hmm. I love being surrounded by people. And I've, I mean, I've had a situation obviously where I moved to college and like, I, I didn't really know anybody there. And even though I can like talk to a brick wall, I don't know if it was just like the time of my (laughs) life and I didn't like it or like, it was the fact that I didn't have like a good community there or what, but I think that's what like holds me back a little bit. So it is. Right. Right. And I think, you know, I took a huge risk because going there with my ex, you know, at the time yeah. we were forced together. Yeah. When I refer to my ex, people who are listening to this, yeah, it was the person I was with. <laughs> her her ex husband. <laughs> They're like, this is so confusing. I know, I know. <laughs> but, That's okay. That's okay. Uh, his well, his name was. I'll just I'll just refer to him as the ex. How about that? Yes. The The ex. So mysterious. The ex. So, you know, I only knew him. And actually, I'm his best friend moved with us too. And so I took a risk really not knowing him all that well Mm. to move to a completely different state where I knew absolutely nobody. But fair play, he didn't know anybody either. But he had to know that he knew. So I really didn't know anybody. And you know, it I mean, my entire career really has been in retail, which uh, funny, funny, you know, uh, and then that. when I moved there, I started working at White House Black Market. Ooh. Love Just, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. But at the time, White House Black Market was way different than what it is now. Mm-hmm. And there I met my now best friend, Tara. I absolutely, she's amazing. She's kind of been that beacon for Tara, me. If you're listening, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make her listen to this. To this. I'll make her. <laughs> her. And so she gave me a lot of wisdom and I was lucky enough to meet her. Maybe I think I want to say maybe like a month or two months after I moved there. So okay. it was, yeah, it was quick. And then Jake, who was in the yeah. army. So he went overseas and then I went back home for about a, a year and a half. Then that really kind of reshook the whole thing of, yeah, I definitely never want to live at home. You know, my, my hometown was really small, um, to be fair. Um, it was small and I just kind of helped suffocated, you know, yeah. it definitely, it wasn't, uh, it's not definitely not as metropolitan as Kansas city. So I could see if you lived in Kansas city, I could see the not press or urge to want to move out yeah. because, you know, it is big enough city to where you can kind of go out of town, do things. So we could all time and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sure. um, I, you know, we moved down there, back down there after he came back and then we made our way to Kansas city by, I'm going to put a little 
Debbie Downer on this podcast just for mm. a little bit. Yeah. I was pregnant at the time. Yeah, um, and we had made the decision to move to Kansas City because his Why side of Kansas City? his side of the family was here. Okay. And so I didn't I was really that adamant I didn't want to go back home. Yeah. And so but I had the miscarriage in the time that we had already decided to move here. So yeah. um that's the only damper I promise that I'll put on this. <laughs> no, but it's real. You know, <laughs> you know I love the raw and the vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. That was you know talk about whatever you would like. Yeah, that was definitely a a real raw experience even just for me yeah not really, you know in the in the beginning not really knowing if I wanted to have children um yeah and then finding out and literally almost giving myself a stroke when I found out oh um cool. of course he was happy and I yeah how many worked. years had you guys been married by that point or together okay so 2017 well maybe five Maybe, maybe six. I okay. think maybe six. Yeah, because okay. I was already um just I had just turned 31, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because we had went through so much, so much uh tragedy. Like his best friend passed away and yeah. his grandfather passed away. So we had already went through that and then on top of that to have the miscarriage. And I think for me, I was just kind of emotionally tapped out. Yeah. The entire situation where, you know, of course, men experience it different. Not that they don't um, experience the pain. And, but as women, we carry that emotionally and energetically, honestly. Yeah. And it, I would say, you know, when after that happened, it probably took me four years to actually really energetically kind of extract that. And in the middle of that is when you guys got separated. Yeah. In the middle yeah. of that three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were here and at that, I had already had a premonition. I knew that yeah. him and I weren't going to make it past that. I knew I him and I, that. You yeah, that. I knew him and I would not make it past his, his best friend's death, um, yeah. which that was an entire, an entire thing in and of itself, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that was really rough, but. And then did you just stay in Kansas? Did he leave Kansas city? Did you just stay city. here? Yeah. He left Kansas city. Okay. And I remember he, we did one lot. He did let one last ditch, I guess, of trying to make it work and, or we both did kind of really, but yeah. you always have to try your hardest. And if it's not going to work, it just doesn't work. Never yeah, force, totally. you know, never force a relationship if it, it isn't viable honestly because then you be you know you go into and then you resent each other and then you exactly. may end separating at a different point in your life too after you maybe have had kids involved and yeah I was you sure. know looking that as crazy maybe that it sounds I feel like the miscarriage may have happened for for this reason there's always a reason and I had to try to find so I'd say I don't think that sounds crazy I think it's yeah finding a silver lining in it too especially did you yeah. want, like, whenever you, so when you stayed in Kansas City after that, were you, like, did you like it or were you just, like, you kind of wanted to start it. your own life after I, that here? 
I did. And that was one of the really biggest reasons why, because he was trying to get me to move where he was going. And I was yeah. like tired of rejecting. moving, probably. Yeah. yeah. I was like rejecting it like kryptonite. Yeah. And, you know, so I stayed because I had created friends with the yoga studio that was that I was at, the yoga community that I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. Built friends. I had um, went through my teacher training program and I was really wanting to get my feet running with that. And so I stayed. Yeah. And that was a, I mean, it was a huge risk because again, I knew people, but I didn't really know people. And so yeah. this was, it was my first time. I mean, at 35 years old that I was completely having to start from the ground up. It was, I always had, I always did it with somebody else and Jay being the first person. Um, so interesting. I mean, how does that, like, I feel like people always talk about, you know, they talk about dating life, friendship life, and how making friends and dating as you get older just gets way more confusing. Like, how is that for you? And because I feel like for me, I don't, I mean, obviously, like, I'm with someone really great right now, but I never was the person who needed a significant other by any means. Like, I never needed to date anybody, but I had a lot of friends, you know, but like, Mm -hmm. I found it very hard when I, moved home from even just being like 2021 making just like new friends randomly you know like Mm -hmm. integrating myself into like adult friendships as like new friends yeah and I you know I did meet like some other wave of friends because at that time like all of it kind of came together at once I mean at one point I was homeless okay I wasn't homeless but I was living with (laughs) I I mean she says I was homeless okay I wasn't homeless (laughs) technically I was like homeless because I didn't have my own home but I had the most beautiful amazing people in my life yeah shout out to them Amanda and Stephanie for bringing my crazy ass into their houses (laughs) I need to be there going through the divorce. And I I mean, that I would love to come on and talk about the, the whole divorce process. But yeah, I, you know, 2020, it was 2015, 35 years old, homeless. Okay, okay, not homeless, homeless, homeless but not homeless, homeless, but not homeless. And yeah. going, I've got to fucking figure this shit out. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I was teaching because I had just finished my um, yoga teacher certification. So I was teaching and then I ended up finding the job at Lululemon. Um, I did, but that was down in Florida. Okay. I was like, when does juicy come into the picture? <laughs> I mean, you're going to be like, as old as I am, you're going to be having p- part five. Of as my- old as you are. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're going to be having part five of all of my chaotic, my I- chaotic. I, here's my thing. I've had a few guests on here already and I'm like, I already want them all back on. So <laughs> you're probably going to be back on. I mean, once I go through my friends list, the people that I want to have on here, I'm like, all right, we're going back to the top. Yeah, so we're going back to the top. I love it. Okay. But so, I do, yeah. I do want to switch gears a little bit and start talking uh-huh. about like some of the things you and I discussed like pre-podcast because Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff like really interests me. So one question I did have is that I know you have a more holistic approach on life in general. So Mm -hmm. explain what self-care means to you and kind of how you got involved in the self-care space. Like, was it Mm -hmm. more so everything you went through leading up to like, cause if, if you're listening, something you need to know about Tammy is 
she has this independence that is like unshakable, like the boundaries in this woman. I'm like, Ooh, I wish I could have boundaries <laughs> like that. Like you want to go to work? Nope. I'm not working today. Don't contact me. Like literally all the above. So let me know how you got kind of just involved in the self-care space. How you, is it what you went through that kind of got you started on it or, you know, I honestly think that I was really hyper aware of it at a very young age, um, just to how I, I ate to how I groomed myself physically. And I would say like my twenties was the time where I was more outwardly caring, like in the self-care approach and starting that in my twenties into my thirties. Like, and it was, it's interesting that you switched the gears because I was going into that right at, you know, 35 is where I under, where I started to really understand that there is deeper, there is a much deeper level of self-care, I guess, of what we want to say, you know, self-care. And it turned more to the outwardly to the, to more of a spiritual, um, more of a spiritual care. Yeah. And there is, as we age and as we get older, we start to, of course, experience more. And, and yes, a lot of this was self-care came through the experience Yeah, but having to learn a lot about myself and sitting with myself. And it's not, not, not pretty always. It's no. not bunnies and rainbows and glitter flying out of your ass. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it is really, it's really hard. You know, they yeah. call it, you know, in the spiritual community, they call it the dark night of the soul or shadow work. And yeah. so I had to really do a ton of that and then really work with the tools that I had as a yoga teacher that I acquired as yoga teacher um, to get me through that, which was meditation, um, creating daily rituals, Yeah. Um, you know, to help me ground and help me understand myself with the layers kind of peeling, peeling those layers away and exposing myself to myself. Oh yeah. I feel like that's huge. Like a lot of people, I feel like we live in a generation or like a time right now that is just very much trying to mask everything, whether they know it or not. And I, I mean, we're all kind of like victims of that. Like at one point I would, you know, I was, when I had, was struggling, struggling with like disordered eating, anything like that. Like I was trying to control every outward thing that I could to where it was like, Mm -hmm. I was completely masking, like actually getting to know myself and trying to like start that healing. I mean, it goes to show with like couples and relationships to hop from relationship to relationship. A lot of times you see just like these broken people continuously going and dating different people, trying to find a different result when the result of a relationship most of the times has a lot to do with yourself, you know, whether you did something or not, like it has a lot of, like, there's a lot of reflection that needs to be taken in between whether it's relationships, friendships on a day-to-day level. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like a trained muscle. Like nowadays I, if something goes wrong, it's kind of like, I look inward a little bit and I'm like, okay, what's actually going on? Like, I'm actually sad that my coffee spill and that, (laughs) you know, I got stuck in traffic or this, or like, am I frustrated because of something else, you know? Yeah. That's, that's very, that's a really great point because, and I always say, 
and somebody people might not like me for saying this but this is honest to god's truth yeah you are the common denominator in every relationship you're in oh, not yeah. the other people oh, so sure. it, you know i have met people in my life that and I've done it myself, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. I've done it myself who don't want to take accountability for their own shit in a relationship. And, you know, but like you said, you carry that to the next and the next and the next and the next because you didn't decide to go, I'm the common den denominator. I need to clean myself up. I need to clean mm -hmm. my shit up. And that is that process of, that is a part of self-care, whether people want to, acknowledge it or not it's a self-care in the shadow aspect oh yeah which we all need to be able to sit with our shadow selves exactly um, and a lot of people need to be more comfortable with being by yourself yes. and I don't mean you need to be lonely and not have anybody in your life that but however if that might be your path that might be your path yeah but like people I have are like, go ahead People, you know, don't know how to just be alone. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to love their own company, be within their own company. And I really had to learn that even though after my divorce, I was in a relationship and yeah. that had its downs, but I did a lot of being alone, like within myself. And a lot of people just don't know how to do it. They have to just constantly have people around and it's like it's okay to be a hermit it I is okay that's what's like I feel like in terms of like how I handle that I'm completely different than what I used to be I remember from like a young age like I always loved to hang out with people I love to hang out with friends I mean you know like I love to do all the things that I can but as the years go on like honestly as I've done like more healing work on myself and just you know me going to therapy doing all the work that I've tried to do on myself. Like I love spending time alone. That doesn't mean that I don't, you know, don't want to go hang out with friends every now and again, but it's like, cause I love doing that. But it's like when I, sometimes I'll be working or, you know, out doing whatever. And I'm like, I can't wait to turn my red lights on, read a book, <laughs> get in the bath and do a face mask and just lay down and hang out with myself. Like I get Almost ex as excited to do that than I do like to go hang out with people and go do something. Absolutely. Like you nailed it. Cause you know me, I love my rituals. Oh, yeah. I love, yes. you know, like as you know, as crazy as it sounds like when COVID hit and the lockdown happened, thank God I was able to at least enjoy my 40th birthday. Yeah. But when that happened, I, something within me just turned happy. I was literally in the most peaceful bliss, how weird that is to be so calm in the midst of chaos. Yeah. But at that moment, it really, it really showed me how much to this point of my life that I really worked on my stuff and myself mm -hmm. to, to the place where I was at that point yeah. to be able to sit with like, peacefulness you know I love to be able to wake up every morning and meditate and move and breathe and start a morning ritual and I don't you know I'm not one of those people who's like it's the same thing every day it's like yeah. when I wake up it might be I might be drinking 
hot lemon water with turmeric and ginger and pepper over like a green ju- juice or like You're water so or you know <laughs> what I mean or I mean I might open up a LaCroix and drink that let's okay let's let's be honest I was not, I'm not healthy this literally this morning I had pizza for breakfast <laughs> I woke up and I had some pizza but I respect it I was like this just sounds good. So I'm going to go there. That's, you know, I, so that was like, me. I had like hummus and crackers right when I, <laughs> right before breakfast. I was like, that just sounds good. That really just sounds good to me. So that's what's going to happen. But I think, yeah, I just think that like, there's a lot of people, like I have a lot of friends that like, they'll go through something. And I understand like leaning on your tribe and leaning on the people around you when you're going through something really terrible. But also I have friends that like, will go, you know, through situations or they'll feel sad one night or something. And I think it's good to be able to reach out to your friends and hang out with them and text them when you're going through something like that and go get ice cream, do whatever. But I also think there's like, it's like, for me, I'm almost like when I'm, I'm at a point now where when I'm going through something like that and I'm going through a really hard time and I'm like, Oh, I just need to go like be around other people. I like sit and ask myself why I'm like, what, like Mm -hmm. what part of me is needing to be around other people that I'm not fulfilling right now? Like what, what am I trying to hear from these other people that I could probably just tell myself I'm just not comfortable or used to doing it. Right. And where you're actually like, I feel like I don't feel like it. I know sometimes you pick, you read my brain. Oh yeah. (laughs) And my thoughts a lot because I was going to segue kind of into that. This has been a part of my spiritual self-care as so to speak, or self-care for the soul is as I got into my thirties, latter thirties, I started to really realize, and I'll say this for any 20 something that is, that is here listening to this Mm -hmm. part of self-care for the soul and your spirit is being aware of the people around you or the quote, air quotes I'm doing friends that are vampires I'm sorry but there will be people you have to be very aware of how you feel when you're in the presence of people and Mm -hmm. how you feel when you go home yeah people always say that no one ever believes anybody and I'm like no it's so true yep and I've you know I've I've had to really really assess that just, you know, within like myself, how am am I doing this to others? Who am I allowing to do this to me? Um, And that's been throughout the years, not, and I think I'm, I think I was more aware of it in my thirties and latter, latter thirties. And even more so now I am so, like you said, like you would rather sometimes just be at home, do your face mask, get in your tub, you know, do all of the things, like put yourself under a freaking boulder crystal for God's sakes, whatever <laughs> it is you need to do, you know, then to be in the midst of a bunch of people all of the time. And yeah. I had to, you know, really like it. I like, again, like I said, it was my thirties and now in my forties where I even looked back and went, even in my twenties, I wasn't even being aware of a lot of the vampires I had in my life and being, I'm an, a very extremely empathic person. Yes. So I really be careful about what I'm allowing into my diet. And yeah. I don't just mean what goes in my mouth, yeah. but who goes into my energy. No, that is, sure. that is just 
such a huge, huge, huge thing that I want to really tell women to, to really be aware of in your twenties, because you can have people siphon off of you. And then you go home, you know, feeling like you don't know for months why you're feeling like shit because you're taking somebody else's stuff. Well, and I think, and I think too, it's like people like you or I, who feel so comfortable being alone. It's like, there's no, for me, at least like, I know there's no reason for me. I have I always have so much going on, you know, and I have too much going on to where like when I finally have time to myself, like if, if it's not somebody that's worth me, like me expending energy being around, then there's no reason for me to spend time with them because I'm not at a spot in my life where I just need to be around people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think to get there, like it took me, I mean, it took me forever. It took me years, It took, but it, it takes me sitting with myself being uncomfortable, like having really hard, tough nights sometimes and being like, okay, knowing when I would need to maybe reach out to somebody, but also knowing that like, okay, I can actually like get through this. How, like, how am I going to get through this tonight on my own? Because Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to be able to depend on myself as well, because there's going to be a time when that friend you thought was a friend, like you said, is not going to be there or you know, like they're not going to have the same standards that you have for them as a friend. For, right, right, right. Yeah. I shout out to Kendall, my other really best friend from Florida. And I was just talking to her the other day, but she's also very ma- amazing um, spiritually. Oh, just so spiritually aligned. And so her and I's relationship is so very deep on a deep soul level. But when I was in the beginning, when I first got my place that I'm living in after the divorce and getting these two jobs and like really banging, banging, banging at my masculine energy and really, you know, doing it. Yeah. There were times where I was really, like I said, I was going through my shadow and I was going through my dark night of the soul. Like I, there were times where I would just literally come home and I'm like, bawling and crying and crying and bawling because it's just it, the pain of having to extract who I used to be yeah. to go something else was it was painful it was a growing pain yeah. and you know I mean her and I will still giggle to this day there were times where you know she would let me go in and out of that process yeah. even though she never had gone through a divorce my other friend Tara did which she yeah. helped me tremendously as well um you know, the times Kendall would just like call me and she was like, okay, bitch, are you done being on the floor crying to see ya? Get your ass up. To see ya. <laughs> She's like, turn the fucking Adele off and get up off of the damn carpet. Stop. Like, no, because I feel like sad, listening to sad music on its own, even if you're not sad, I was with a friend last night and she was listening to sad music and I was like, this is about to make me sad. I'm not even sad. Like, this is about to create I mean, problems for me. <laughs> I was actually yesterday listening. I don't know why I decided I wanted to go back and listen to the Dixie Chicks, which they're called the Chicks now. They dropped the Dixie. Um, their song, Not Ready to Make Nice, which was the whole thing back with President Bush. If you're out there and you're young, don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. It was me, a whole entire I don't know what you're talking about. Dramatic, dramatic um thing but anyway the song ready not ready to make nice is such a great song and it e- isn't even like about a relationship it was about them really p- sticking it to george bush and i just like started at the end at like natalie's amazing she's the lead singer of dixie chick she's amazing her voice is powerful yeah and at the end of course it's this build up and i'm like sitting here on the couch 
I couldn't even open my eyes. I was crying so hard. And then I got done and I was like, what the fuck was I crying for? <laughs> Clearly I needed to release something. <laughs> You're like, okay, I need to let go of whatever was going on there. I love that. I was like, they're pissed at George Bush and you're crying. What <laughs> you're like, going- queen, what's happening right now? Like- I'm like, insert period app. When do I start my period? <laughs> <laughs> like, please tell me. Because <laughs> it's got to be coming. Oh, God. I know. I always know when I cry. I'm like, she's coming. I, cry? <laughs> I don't cry often. So, I mean, okay, I if Josh is listening to this, he's going to be like, yes, you fucking do cry. You cry all the time. I just don't cry by myself all the time. I cry at minor inconveniences, but not like a good cry, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love, I, I do those big, clearly I had to release something I wasn't very not much aware of. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just let it happen and I'm like, okay, well, let's shake this off. You're a strong bitch. Get back up in here and do cook your food or do something. Cause I don't know what just happened. That's <laughs> honestly that like, I feel like people quick side note, people always like, I'll have friends who are like, I'm sad. And I'm like, well, cry. They're like, well, I don't want to cry. And I'm like, no cry because trust me, you probably need to cry. Like, yeah a good cry session and people are so scared to cry I'm like what yeah it's like just get just dust yourself off and you know like you're you're fine you know it's like we all have to have give ourselves that enough compassion and space Mm -hmm. to be able to have those moments but also like like what you were saying is like don't dump that on your friends. Like yeah. sometimes, yes, your friend, you know, you, you have those friends, those people that you know are going to be there for you to, so that you can have those moments. But it really, at the end of the day is our responsibility for, for our own emotions, for the own, the things that are going on in our life. Yeah. And I, that is also, again, like something I have learned as I've aged. And I think, you know, we, we, we were talking a lot about aging with grace. Yeah. It was my 20s I there was that outward sort of awareness or that outward focus then as I got into my 30s it was still the outward but it was moving into that inward where I'm at now in my life it is a great blend of the of both and I think aging with grace goes beyond like what we put on our skin it really is yeah about how you are sitting within your own spirit really and who you are, who you allow to be in that. Because as you get older, you definitely will dwindle. There will be very few people left by the time you get to a certain age, ages that I'm not even at yet, that you will might have just five finger of people that you look to. Yeah. And that, totally. that's the reality it goes from like this big group of people into Wendell. just a few people. Yeah. Smaller, smaller groups. And I guess kind of like, that's what aging with grace for me really means is give also even giving yourself enough grace to um, make the mistakes to be, you know, to go through your shadow stuff to, you know, for sure all of those things work on you yourself know. heal heal yourself for the people around you and for yourself right i guess saying it's constantly you, like doing that the inner glow comes that once you get that together like everything else on the outside will just start to fall into place it really will 
I want to ask you, so for people like in their twenties, so around my age, like Mm -hmm. what, not even like top tips necessarily, but just, I want to do, this is going to be like a two-parter, three-parter question, but like Mm -hmm. aging, like your top advice you would give or tips you would give for aging physically and then Mm -hmm. aging mentally slash emotionally. And also after that, I'll have you touch on like people that aren't in their twenties that are maybe, you know, like when you said you were what, 35, when you kind of really started to dive into all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Um, I would say like twenties, I'm going to start with like the physical stuff. I, I was a college athlete. So I had been an athlete since I was nine years old and then went on a scholarship to play softball. So I've always been physical. So I've always kept and stayed in the gym. That was easy for me to be able to do those types of things. So I would say, find a good exercise regimen that you like. Um, But I'm saying this from where I'm at, (laughs) make sure you're not going so hardcore, especially for women with the weights. Give yourself um, alternate body movement. We need that. We absolutely need that. To save our joints. Yeah. Um, saying that was like a whole hamstring strain thing going on. Yeah. Me um, saying that after I just deadlifted this morning. <laughs> me agreeing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I do Pilates yeah. too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Pilates is great. Yo, you know, I do yoga and I lift and I've been starting to do Pilates too. So just having a well-rounded um, workout, notice what you're eating, notice what doesn't work for you. And I know we are all very aware of that, whether that be gluten, whether that be dairy, whatever that is. I, you know, started vegetarian, being vegetarian, probably when I moved to Kansas City. So that was back in 2011 Uh and went to veganism. I love vegan. I love not eating meat. However, within the last vegan girly. The last couple of months, I have been going back into indulging into fish, kind of like the diet that I had when I was in Florida. Yeah. And my body does like fish. So I've been allowing myself that. Yeah. Um, so just knowing what your triggers are for, for food, um, because internally, that's going to come out in your skin and everything else. So if you're not putting the right things in your body, it's going to come out of your pores anyway. So yeah, that, that right there. As far as skincare, you guys have heard it. Watch your sun exposure. That SPF is huge. But in my 20s, I started like doing my preventative light peels, um, microdermabrasions, very superficial things. I know there's a whole thing. People are getting Botox and fillers in their 20s. Yeah. You know what? That's what you feel like you need to do in your 20s. Knock yourself out. But it's yeah. not necessary. Just as long as you keep the right, you know, things on your face, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C is really great. Niacinamide is amazing. You can even start your peptides um, and ceramides in your twenties. All of those things will, will, as you age, will help you age with grace physically. Oh, um, yeah. Wait, weren't so, you a, were you a holistic esthetician or uh-huh. a- yeah, so I got also got my esthetician license when um, my ex was overseas. So I did that. I, I I love it. I absolutely love it because I'm kind of I'm more of an ingredients geek yeah. Yeah. and formulation. So 
um, eventually I would like to um, develop my own line. That's coming. I've been saying that for a long time for like, when I say I'm like 20 something years, long time. I'll make it happen. Um, you can do yeah. That. And I, I switched from using toners to using hydrosols because they're wow. more, they're more um, nutrient. There's more nutrients and benefits in using hydrosols. My, my favorite being rose. I know so it sounds so basic. Like it's rose amazing. oil or is it like a. No rose hydrosol. So like a spritz, mm. you know, like rose water, basically. That's gotcha. what they call it. Yeah. So like rose water, I'll, I'll say, say it that way. So it makes yeah. make sense. But rose water is like one of my rider dyes that is always going to be forever and always in my regimen. And yeah. a peel of some sort is always hands down going to me in my you put me on jojoba and squalene 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 yeah squalene. those are two and great ones because they mimic your natural sebum so if you're looking to kind of move into oils those would be the two two best to start out with even um rose oil would be a, a really good one just depending on what they what it's cut with it could be jojoba but that's also a great one and even like um almond oil is just like a good basic one oh. to use yeah yeah but i would yeah. use that more often. for yeah. what Those would be my my biggest tips for like the physical outward and of course the spf yes make sure you've got your oh, spf and if you can try, get something that's UVA and UVB, so it's protecting against the aging and the burning rays. That's what UVA and UVB technically mean, is the burning and the aging rays. Those are, yeah, broad spectrum. And if you can, try to get a mineral one. So you don't block your your vitamin D absorption, because sometimes zinc, zinc, or not zinc, but sometimes the chemical um, sunscreens can do that. So yeah, that cast. So that is my physical tips. I love for that. What self-care. would you say for like mental and emotional in your Ooh, 20s at least? Allow yourself to do your shadow work and to go through the not good parts of yourself because we all need to. Taking yeah. accountability is one of the things that I've had to really stumble through. And I, you know, really started to just even get that within the last two years of yeah. taking accountability. Um, that'll take you a long way. Being mindful again of like your spiritual diet, meaning what you're allowing to consume you yeah. and what you're consuming, you know, that can be down to music. Again, I'm not trying to go into people's music choices, but we, you know, we're very much programmed in this day and age. We're very programmed through social media um, of what your life is supposed to look like. Don't oh, let yeah. do what your life's supposed to look like based off of what they want their life to look like. Um, Preach. You know, I've had a lot of that in my life. And I mean, I will just say, even with, you know, the relationship that I'm in now, there, there have been a lot of pushback and like, questioning of it doesn't it doesn't look like this so it's not a valid relationship people really define your relationships for yourself um find your find your own inner strength first because if you Mm -hmm. don't some it's going to be easy for people to manipulate you oh yeah for sure 
it's mostly like really that it's okay to cry. It's okay to have dark moments. It's okay to go through that, but make sure that you're, you're transmuting that and that you're actually working through those rather than just having the moment and never changing it, whether that be go to a therapist, because to be honest, we love our friends and they love us, but we don't want to hear their shit all the time. And they don't want to hear our shit all the time. Exactly. You know? So it's like, I, and I love sex in the city so much, but I think sex in the city really kind of like crippled women because it was like, just dump all of your shit on your friends. They'll take it. <laughs> and you know, literally nobody wants to hear that. Literally, like, literally don't, don't put that on my shoulders. <laughs> literally. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> literally Sarah Jessica Parker now like <laughs> I mean you know, I stand yeah. for sex in the city but I would agree oh my god I love I mean I could watch reruns all day long love 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 that show but yeah just being mindful of how much you're dumping on people and how much you're allowing people to dump on you well and I think too like one thing that I would add like being currently in my 20s is I think there's this huge thing of like doing all like people are doing all the things like you said, like kind of in importance to social media, like they're going on these hot girl walks, which is great. You know, go on <laughs> Wait, your walk, do, you know, read your self-help books, do all the things. Yeah. Those things. Too, yeah. But it's also like, they're not, I feel like there's for me, at least personally, I spent so much time reading all the self-help books, working out, doing all the things that while those really did help, get me to a certain point. Like at some point I had to like buckle down and do the work that wasn't as pretty, you know, like going Mm -hmm. to a therapist, crying out my emotions, speaking with myself through my emotions, like really trying to like heal that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not discounting like self-help books, anything like that, because that's what really integrated me into like the space of like learning who I was a lot better. But when I was doing that, all that stuff. I felt like since I was doing all that, I, I was good, you know, like Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't need to actually do the work. Like it was doing it for me, you know? So I would say like one of my tips to add on would be like, while you're doing all that self-care type stuff, like make sure you're also focusing on doing the nitty gritty, the hard work. Doing the work. That's what I say. Yeah. The shadow, the dark shit, like the, and I think you, you, One thing I love so, so, so much about you, Lindsay, is I can go back. You're how old? 23. 23. I mean, geez, I was just meeting somebody for six months and moving to Florida. So we (laughs) obviously that I wasn't making great decisions. But what I love so much about you and you are a pioneer for the 20, for the early 20 somethings. Uh And you are very wise beyond your years, more than you know, you have, you've got it. You've got it. I've got it. Very, <laughs> you've got it at very, at a very young age that think a lot of things that I didn't even, wasn't even there, you yeah. know, understanding. And so just really be a beacon and a pioneer for your sisters, meaning the women of your age and even women a little bit older than you. Cause that was one thing like I wanted to plug for people who are older and not necessarily in their twenties is that yeah. we're never too 
wise or too smart or too old to learn something from someone who's younger than us. Oh, totally. Really. Um, and I think we're learning. I mean, we learn so much from just children if we watch them. So oh, it's, yeah. it's, you know, learning things is, has nothing to do with age. Yes, there's wisdom that a lot of wisdom out of experience comes with that. Yeah. With that title, you know, so there is going to be more that someone older than us would know, but you're, oh, you're never at a point where you can't learn something from somebody who's younger than you. Exactly. And never, never be too proud. Never be yeah. too proud. Never let the ego get in the way. Well, I also do want to say, I appreciate that. I know I love always like anytime I talk to you always and merch, whatever it was, we always just connected on like such a different level. And everyone always has told me like my whole life, you're so wise, you're wise beyond your years. And I never really feel like I grasped it because to me, my head, my head and my thought processes feel so normal, but I also know that there's something like so different about me, not in only the things that people say about me, but also just like how I, how I feel, you know, like my determination in, mm -hmm. in any sense. And I just think that like, I love being able to help people my age or just talk, you know, have conversations with anyone and learning more about them or making them realize that like things aren't always as they seem. They don't always, they don't always have to be as hard as we make them. And mm -hmm. I think that like, I personally was like put on this earth to have a huge community and like have a ton of friends and I'm a social butterfly, but I think it was so much also for the purpose to like really be able to teach and help people and have them help me and all the things. So I'm very thankful that I have people in my life that can lead me that way further as well. Yeah. I mean, you have an emotional intelligence that I really shake my head at some people that are my age and I'm like, really? Oh, <laughs> you know I, mean, what I mean, like you honestly, have more more emotional intelligence than some people that I've seen of my age. And I'm like, what? You said what? Well, I mean, it's true. You know what people say? They just say a lot of times we're all just kids walking around in adult bodies until we choose otherwise. That's <laughs> like until <laughs> whoever they, said that is, that's an accurate, that's so accurate. That's yeah. I'm like, accurate. I mean, I see grown adults. I look at them. I'm like, you are pathetic. Somebody yeah. like what, yeah. you know, what like, is, like what I'm trauma like, was going on there? Because you clearly are not. Yeah, good. I'm like, go back to square one. Go back to square one, please. So please. I, yeah, I just really, uh, you're such an amazing young woman. You really, really are. And I love you, Tam. I, I, you know, sometimes I'd wish that some of the younger girls in our store would not be so crazy about the relationships and I'm like oh if they could just be like Lindsay for a moment <laughs> you don't Lindsay always it's like you're strong crazy you're strong-willed with out getting your ego so high if yeah. that makes you know there's a strong will with you but you have softness where you can take that constructive criticism might you know might not always taste great Sometimes I might cry, but, but right. You know, but yeah, no, you know how to go dust yourself off. My mom always said that, you know, whatever advice somebody gives you, if you feel like you can use piece of it, take that and then 
whatever else you can't work with, just don't work with it. But you know, that's great. I like that. Such is life. Such is life. I think that's great. Well, to end it off, I am going to do five rapid fire questions because that's the most fun way to end an episode, of course. So you'll just answer them with quick little brief answer, and then we'll go to the next one. So if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say and why? Or what would it be? What would be on it? Oh, man. I know. Stumps you. Even though you won't have a billboard because they're insanely expensive. So Uh, (laughs) I don't even know how they are. They just like Uh, outrageous. I would be like, you know, kind of like the milk, you know, how milk does does the body good. Shadow work does body good. How about that? Shadow work does the body good. (laughs) I love that. Okay. If you could have lunch with your 18 year old self, what advice would you give them? I would laugh at her. <laughs> I would be like, her in her face. I promise you're going to be fine. You're like, it. don't sweat. Don't sweat the small stuff. Like literally take life of you. Obviously you want to be serious about your life, but you don't want to take it serious because yeah. it, it really, at the end of the day, it's, you kind of have to laugh your way through. I wouldn't laugh at her like, oh, you're like, oh, you but I would laugh her. Every like, yeah, you got a big storm coming, girl, but buckle up. <laughs> It'll be okay. But I promise you, you're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wear your sunscreen starting now. <laughs> <laughs> Please wear your sunscreen, girl. And oh, don't go with that one guy. Uh, that'll tell you. Don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever go with that man. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Okay, what's your favorite time of year and why? Ooh, that's tough. I have two, but I'm going to go with my favorite. You know what it's going to be. It can't be winter because you're always cold. (laughs) (laughs) It's summer because I'm literally a lizard. lizard. I love the heat. If I can be at the beach at any moment of time, I would do it. I love, love, love. I love summer for sure. I love that. Okay. Holy girl skincare item. Ooh. I know we kind of touched on skincare, but if yeah. you could take one but, to an island and only have it. So, oh gosh. Well, if I had to take one to an island, it would be my rose water because I can use the fruits on the island to make, <laughs> see how I'm, where I'm going there. You're so innovative. Yeah. I can eat the fruits and then I can put them on my face but I want that rose water. It's I'm telling you guys get your, get into it, get into like, it could even be lavender water. It could be cucumber water. It could be Where any buy herbal it? water. They're amazing. Where do you buy it? I get mine. I'll tell you the two best um, is Eden botanicals has a really good one and mountain rose herb. Okay. Both have fantastic rose waters. Fantastic. Eden Botanicals. Eden Botanicals. Okay. I believe that's what it is. Um, yeah, I think it's Botanicals. And then the last question is, what's your favorite way to recharge? Ooh, that is literally unplugging from everybody. She says recharge by unplugging. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally unplugging from everybody. Yeah. Going deep into like my spiritual practices, you know, like pulling tarot. That's when I'm like really into it. Pulling yeah. tarot, pulling 
creating my rituals and cooking good food for myself. And cooking her little soups that she makes. Yeah. I love that. Well, one, I just thought about this. One other really good aging tip, physical tip for women. Say less. Spill it. You guys can come for me for this. Oh, God. Having having good sex. (laughs) She said you can come for me for this. I love having that. good will give you the most amazing glow she said this is x-rated podcast <laughs> well that's as far it. as I'm going perfect this was so good uh I loved mm-hmm. chatting with you and I loved having you as a guest I would love to do a part two so stay tuned for my texting because you know you about to get a text in the next few months part two three four and five you know I'm oh here. heck yeah we gotta go we gotta go through all of it we we only <laughs> we only dabbled in the surface yeah, we did just scratch the surface. There's definitely lots more I could I could talk for days. You know me. Oh, same. Okay, <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. And thanks for coming for another episode. And I hope to see you guys next week.